Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for June 26, 2007. In this week's email show, we're going to uh, discuss a, a number of emails. We have quite a few to go around the table, but uh, just some highlights. What keeps the magic alive for us living here? How do we, uh, how do we keep the magic going when it's uh, right in our backyard? Uh, another question asks us for the best DVC resort for a young couple. And some questions about the Swan and Dolphin and its origins. And Is it owned by Disney or is it not owned by Disney? And we have some, some uh, information about that. A lot of things to discuss this week, so we're going to get ahead and just get started. The first one I have is from Hector in Kearney, New Jersey. Is it Kearney or Kearney? Kearney. Okay, it's Kearney, New Jersey. They, Hector wants to know, my question is regarding Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old, and we're basically celebrating the six-year-old's birthday during our vacation. Seeing as I am getting in on the 14th of September and leaving on the 23rd, would you guys say that the not-so-scary Halloween party is a can't-miss, or is it worth, or whether we should spend our time and money doing something else? It could get expensive, as I have to pay for myself, my wife, mother-in-law, older son. Thanks, everyone, and hello. Um, Hector, I, for one, think it's a great deal. It's not as crowded as a regular day in the park. Uh, most of the rides are open. Uh, the kids get bags to walk around and trick-or-treat. And in the times I've done it, I have found that that was a great deal of fun. It adds a, another layer of excitement to an already exciting day. Uh, I would not push a six-year-old and a two-year-old to go all day and then try and go all night. I would do something else during the day, something a little more low-key. Take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but, 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 Bob's thing, hold on take here. A nap. Get a but piece of paper. I would suggest uh, <laughs> at Bob's house. Oh, wait. <laughs> I would With suggest Harold. doing something like pool time, uh, something mm-hmm. a little more low key during the day, and maybe going into the park a little bit early. Uh, and then Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. The park is definitely decorated, and kids dress up in their Halloween costumes. So it's just. So a, do their parents. Right. Mm-hmm. I, not just kids. I apologize. The good thing is, it's fun to trick or treat in the Magic Kingdom. It is. Even as yeah. adults, we do it. And you come out with a truckload of candy. And I love the parade. I like to see Oh, parade. yeah, the parade. I with forgot. The, with the guys with the shovel. Headless horsemen. The, well, yeah. that too. The headless horsemen going over the bridge over into. Uh, uh, Frontierland, it's like you can see the sparks coming off the horse's uh, hooves. Happy I would definitely happy say happy with a six-year-old. <laughs> what, what was that, Corey? <laughs> now we've got Corey singing. Corey singing the Corey? Uh, booty, Halloween song. The Booty oh. You Parade. Oh, give it a Halloween song. Give it up. Come on, Corey. Well, let's, uh, do you all agree with me? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I have a couple comments. He's worried about um, cost. I don't know what you're – you haven't described what your ticket are like, your tickets are like. If it's possible, buy – one buy your ticket so that that day is not a day in the other parks. So mm-hmm. that'll save you a little money as well. You're not spending a ticket pricing for the same day, double the price for the same day. You mentioned you have an older son. Um, well, that's a six year old. He doesn't have to pay for the two year old. That's old. Oh, he was saying, okay, I agree. Okay, so what you're saying no, the two year old gets every. Oh, they had another... I thought he was talking about having an, another son in, t- in addition no, to the two and six year old. The six year old, the two year old would get in for free. Right. Oh. And the enjoyment your mother in law will get out of seeing your six and two year old oh, yeah. at this party It's will worth it. Absolutely. It, it really price. does go. We take my mom all the time, and she's in her mid 70s, and she always enjoys it. Um, something to keep in mind it does, there is a crowd, and your costume has to be. Your face can't be covered. You can put makeup on your face, but you can't wear a face mask. Right. So, and your costume has to be appropriate. Safe. 
in that your kids will be getting in and on in and out of rides, so it can't be too long. It can't, you know, be cumbersome for them to walk around. Also, keep in mind that if you're going to be here September 14th through the 25th, it's also going to still be very warm here. We can still consider that part of summer here. We don't cool down right. like the northern part of the country. So an appropriate costume would be good. Um, otherwise, your little kids will just sweat. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think everybody here agrees. It's it's one of those things you should probably do. Yeah. Cool. Do a, do a your big meal like at lunchtime or, or late in the afternoon rather than. Yeah, because a lot of the, the food station, a lot of the food places yeah. aren't open. At, so you want to just have a snack or something while you're doing the that or eat a lot of candy. Just eat candy the whole time. I right. love candy. That's what we do. Cool. Well, thank you, Kevin. Who would like to go next? I have one from Patrick from Chicago, Illinois. He, um, my question is, my wife and I are coming down there in November, and I have a few options from a few different timeshares. There's Saratoga Springs, Beach Club Villas, Old Key West, Boardwalk Villas, or Wilderness Lodge Villas. Where would you suggest works best for two 28-year-olds traveling without kids? I would personally... Beach Club Villas or Boardwalk Villas. Absolutely. You're, you're, at, you're at the Epcot um, area, and you're also coming in November. If you come in early November, you can, you're can. you walking distance to the Food and Wine Festival if you're staying at the Beach Club Villas. Yeah, the only reason I would give the nod ever so slightly to Beach Club over Boardwalk is because it's quieter. You're still very mm-hmm. close to all the activity, but depending on where you get situated at the Boardwalk, you could be someplace where you're going to be hearing a lot of activity later in the evening. Yeah. Whereas the beach club villas are really kind of secluded and very quiet. And you get storm along bay. And you get storm along bay. <laughs> also, there's so much to do on the boardwalk. They can go yeah. to Jelly Rolls, you know, yeah. different places to have dinner. See, I think Saratoga Springs is really centrally located, too. You're right near the downtown Disney and Pleasure Island. Yeah. And I didn't like, like Saratoga Springs. Let me be honest with it's you. It's just, I've never seen the rooms, but even just the resort for me, it's just that's okay. A cursed, that's a cursed property as far as I'm concerned. See, we stayed there and I loved it, but we had a view of downtown Disney and Pleasure Island. We had one of the best I mean, rooms and one of the best locations right outside of the DVC pool. And the, well, they're all DVC. See, pools if you have a room in downtown Disney at Saratoga, that's nice. But you know, you're not. If you're going to spend a lot of time, I agree. For two twenty-eight year olds, I think it's definitely. I think Beach, Beach Club Beach or, Club. or yeah. Boardwalk yeah. would be yeah. my recommendation too. And I don't even think the noise would be a problem for them or the distance. They're to their probably going to be the ones making the noise. Exactly. They'll be enjoying <laughs> it. I agree. Maybe they'll be anniversarying. <laughs> uh, maybe so. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, thank you, Corey. My first one is from James from East Hampton, Massachusetts. Oh, my nephew. My <laughs> I nephew didn't realize keeps writing this. In. He's just, he, just wants, he just wants free T-shirts. <laughs> I'm not going to send him one this time. <laughs> no, um, he wants to know. His girlfriend and him, he are coming down to Disney in the coming months and wants to know uh, are there any rides or attractions that a pregnant woman can do so that she won't be the official stuff holder. Well, we do have an article that Regina wrote on the site um, about attractions to avoid. Uh, just to name a few at Magic Kingdom, you know, you definitely don't want to be taking her on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, MGM, stay away from Star Tours and Rock and Roller Coaster and things like that. Animal Kingdom, I would avoid altogether. I wouldn't take a pregnant woman to Animal Kingdom. I think that is pure torture. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, except for the shows, even the milder rides like the Safari, that's way too bumpy. Not only that, but Animal yeah, Kingdom no. is just yeah. so hot. Yeah. I can't even handle it, and I'm not pregnant. Yeah, I mean, come on, week, you know. Bad. Yeah, and he'll still and he'll he'll be here. They'll be here in September, so it'll still be warm. It's still going to be really warm, and Muggy. she should be further along. Um, rides, I would suggest, like at the Magic Kingdom, I would say definitely do all your shows, like Philhar Magic, uh, Peter Pan is a nice ride, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, things that are nice Small and slow. World. Small World, yes. Transportation. Um, 
stay away from the teacups. Yeah, MGM, I thought maybe you know, more shows, of course, like the 3D show, the action show, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Definitely don't take on any of those rides over there. And then Epcot, you have your really nice slow rides at Mexico and Norway or Spaceship Earth, you know. But definitely uh, read the posted guidelines. You know, don't just listen to me. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong about some of these. Just be aware, you know. Yeah, it's, just made, it's made very clear. Don't take any chances. Right, yeah. I wouldn't. It's made very clear when you're getting onto a ride. If but there's you still should a lot concerned. for a pregnant woman to do. Don't think that she's going to come and be sitting around and waiting on everyone, you know? Yeah, and she's going to be at 17 weeks, so it's not going to be... It's but not, still, it's not going to be as extreme for her. But no matter how far along you are, none, you know, none of those extreme. No, of course are, not. Of no. course, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you know, at 17 weeks, it's not as bad as though if she was going to be here in her, in her eighth month. Right. In, in terms of going around the park, oh, well, being able to move like around, that. she'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. But I was talking specifically. She about should rides. take naps and drink a lot of water. Yes, and get definitely. out a pen and paper <laughs> and make a list. Where did the paper come from? I don't understand. Because anytime somebody starts talking about planning a trip, they have to sit down and make lists before they can even think about it. They do. You have to get out a pen and paper. Definitely read that article, though, James, that we have on the website. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. uh, And wear comfortable shoes. Now, we're hoping that um, by the time they get down here in September, they're going to know the sex. Yeah, that's so James said he's hoping that they'll know the sex. How did they get pregnant? Anniversary. No, (laughs) boom. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm hoping to know if it's a boy or a girl before they get down here so we can know what kind of baby clothes to shop it's for. It's way more fun to know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is he having a pirate or a princess? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well thank you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, James. Mr. Varley. Okay, I have one from Hayan Yuja. That's Y U J A H. Yeah, we, of course, that's the one he picks to read. <laughs> really? That's the one. Everybody else got one from Jim. The guy's name is John, you know. It's not. It's Hyen Yuja. Anyway. Uh, but where is Hyen Yuja from? I think he's saying hi, you guys. I, <laughs> I don't know. Sweden it's been apparently. like a train wreck all day. But, uh, anyway, they want to know about the dolphin. And they understand that we like the dolphin and the swan. And that it's it you can get it for a cheaper price than like the other uh, Epcot Resort hotels, uh, but they they're confused. They they think it's a Disney hotel, but they on the other hand they don't think it's a Disney hotel, and they want us to kind of explain that and some of the things that you qualify for for the Swan and Dolphin, but aren't available because it isn't a Disney hotel. Right. So. Uh, let me start off by saying it isn't a Disney hotel. It's not. Di- it is not owned by, by Disney. Disney. It's on Disney property. It's in the Epcot Resort area, <laughs> and um, which qualifies you for doing the extra magic hours uh, and for using Disney transportation. Well, let me let me give a little background. Um, Originally, uh, before Michael Eisner took over Disney in the mid-'80s, um, a company called Tishman Hotels had the contract to build the re- planned resorts at that point on Disney property. And when Michael Eisner came in, one of the, one of the uh, people that were, uh, was instrumental in helping him get the job was a guy named Sid Bass, who also happened to be a big developer here in Florida. And when Michael Eisner took over, he kind of. This is now. I, I could have some of these facts wrong. This is generally what I heard. 
that um, Eisner pulled the contract from Tishman, gave it to Sid Bass to develop the hotels. Tishman wasn't going to take that one lying down. He took him to court and won and for breach of contract. And one of part of what he won was the right to build those two hotels in prime location. Disney had the right of refusal on the design and on any advertising that they did using anything that they did using the phrase Walt Disney World had to be approved by Disney. But outside of that, those hotels are theirs. They got those hotels. They basically won it in a poker game um, is the best way to describe it. And uh, they are uh, they're part of the Starwood Hotel chain, Weston and Sheridan. And uh, it's that's that's how they came to be. So that's why they're located where they are but are not actually Disney-owned and operated hotels. And that's why they can do things a little differently, offer deals and specials that maybe Disney doesn't offer. But at the same time, they also can't get the packages. Well, you can if you go through Walt. If you, if you book uh, Swan and Dolphin through Walt Disney Travel, um, you're able to get any of the packages. You get a limited uh, type of package for, the, for that type of resort. Um, also, your charging privileges are not that you have with that resort. You can't charge all over property right. with your room key like you can at the Disney resorts. Really, depending on what you like, what your what your preferences are, where you want to be, these these differences are not that big a deal. They're really minor. Yeah, they are minor. I you mean, do get Disney bus transportation, but bus you don't get Magical Express. No, you don't get Magical right. Express, and you you don't you can't get the Disney dining plan either. No. So they are on Disney property. They're in prime location. Uh, you get to use the extra magic hours. If, you're, if you do have a car uh, and you're driving to the different theme parks, you show your, your key card, and that will get you uh, the parking into the theme parks. That's the only problem I have with the Swan and Dolphin. That yeah. they charge you to park. I was just day. about to say, yeah. That's my only negative thing that I can say about yeah. either one of them. If you stay at any of the other Disney hotels, you don't pay to park. It's nine dollars a day, right? Right. No, for self parking, yes. and I think it's sixteen a day for valet, which valet. is even higher than Disney. Well, before they started charging, they would they would have a, uh, a resort charge, a resort service fee charge. Right. I think they did away with that. They did and away with that. on the parking instead. Right. So, so well, they had a lot of complaints about the uh, resort fee. So. So they eliminated that, but they do have the parking fee, and there is a uh, 9.99 charge if you want internet service uh, per day. So those are the differences. I just wanted to uh, bring that up. You know, something I don't know if we've ever mentioned before. There's some interesting trivia about the Swan and the Dolphin. Uh, if you look at those hotels, they're coloring on the outside. The rooms are kind of green. The, the outside painting is green. There's a block of rooms in the middle of each of them that are black. And at one point, the idea was they were going to extend the monorail system to include those resorts. To, to run go, through them. To run actually through the middle of those resorts. And those rooms were going to be popped out mm. for the monorail to go through. But that just never happened. Corey made a photo where the monorail comes out of the dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Corey did really it. cool. Did a little yeah. Photoshop work. <laughs> it's just funny that you mentioned that. She posted a link to that picture in the show notes. Did you have like glass flying out? And no, no. It just actually looks like it's supposed oh, to do cool. that. It's really neat. Yeah, Corey's done some very interesting Photoshop work. That'll with, freak uh, people photographs. out. So, I won't uh, mind having my picture on the site if Corey photoshops it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? All right, well, thank you, Mr. Varley. Um, I have one here from Don Puckett in Vicksburg, Michigan. 
who writes, I'm curious, do you think having the DIS boards helps or hurts streams and limited travel? Having the knowledge available on the boards at your fingertips is fantastic. I just thought it might actually hurt the travel agency, or do you find it actually encourages people to use a travel company when traveling to Disney? To answer your question, Don, um, the board, well, for, first I, I should say the boards came first. Uh, the boards were online a couple of years before Dreams Unlimited. And when we launched Dreams Unlimited, one of the, um, and I think I mentioned this in the history of the Diz, one of the things that was very important uh, to me was that the boards not be, uh, obviously we would advertise Dreams Unlimited travel on the boards, but uh, they had to remain, especially editorially, very, very separate. That uh, Dreams was going to be subject to the same scrutiny that any other company that advertises or is mentioned on the boards would be subject to. And does it hurt or help? I can't. I really can't say either way. I, I mean, I think people who are inclined to go with a travel agency that read comments about Dreams on the boards feel better about using Dreams. So, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know that it necessarily helps or hurts. I think if you're predisposed to uh, going with a travel agent, you'll find the information to support your decision on the site. And if not, you've got plenty of information there. The purpose of the boards is not, believe it or not, I know some people will roll their eyes and say, yeah, right, but truth be told, the purpose of the boards is not to drive traffic to Dreams Unlimited travel. Um, it, Dreams Unlimited is represented there the same way the other advertisers are, FL Tours, Tour Guide Mike, Timeshare Store, Swan Dolphin, um, and Dreams actually has to follow the same rules and guidelines that every other advertiser has to follow. That was a decision I made in the beginning, so I hope I've kept them... Uh, kept them editorially uh, intact i think i feel like i have so but i do appreciate the question don and uh john you have one i do i have one from ganel in fruida colorado i've never heard of that uh we'll be staying at port orleans in august i will be using a dizzy transportation to the parks i would like to know if there's any way to rent a car for one day from our hotel to go grocery shopping how far is grocery shopping from the hotel? Would it be cheaper to take a taxi? Uh, any advice would be appreciated. You can rent a car for one day. There is no rental car place uh, at Port Orleans. Yeah, know. but Enterprise uh, Enterprise will come and d- drop the car off. We'll, we'll pick you up. and That's their tagline. I was going to say it. <laughs> we'll pick you up. Yep. So you can, <laughs> with Enterprise, they'll come pick you up at the resort and... I don't believe it's cheaper to rent a car for a day just to go grocery shopping. I think you can get a taxi for 10 or 15 bucks uh, one way to get you up to the grocery store, to go up to the Goodings Crossroads area. Goodings, uh, I think Goodings you're going to find is a little bit expensive. Very expensive. I would go to the Super Walmart. Right. Either yeah. Super Walmart to the, if you go out Hotel Plaza Boulevard to the right, or if you go to the left, there's a Winn-Dixie. Right. Could be and, a little, that's a nice Winn-Dixie, too, that's up a Popka Island, my, uh, my sister's... Uh, uh, my, my brother-in-law is a, a manager at that Winn-Dixie. That's, a, th- that's a, like their flagship store, like their national mm-hmm. flagship store. So There is a Goodings across the street from the Hotel Plaza Boulevard, the, and they do specialize in things that are easy to easily prepared, things that are already prepared. If you want cheese and crackers, you can buy the cheese already sliced or cut into cubes and things like that, but you're paying for that. Yeah, all Goodings is also an upscale uh, supermarket. It's not your normal, whereas Winn-Dixie is more budget-minded. And uh, so it just depends on convenience and price. I agree with John. I don't know that renting a car, first of all, you're not going to get a good rate on a car for a day. The The deals are usually a weekly rental. 
and the other thing is you um it depends on what you're going to use it for if you're just going to the grocery store yeah, yeah i would say shopping no. is it's kind of figuring gas whether or not you allow them to fill a tank or you fill a tank right. it's still going to cost you three bucks a gallon and and the insurance for the day, I would suggest a taxi. Yeah. If you're going to take the car and you want to go to someplace else, if you want yeah, to go to SeaWorld or the factory outlets or something like that. Uh, get a taxi. Go up to any one of those places. Yeah, I mentioned. think taxi is your best choice. Yep. Unless you're going to use the car for other things. Right. Exactly. Cool. All right. Who has another one they'd like to read? As long as we're, we're going to go in order. Sure. I've got one. I have one from Luke who is Disney Dude 9. And Disney Dude 9 wants to know, what did you guys do when you were in school that gave you somewhat of a head start or an edge for this job? I didn't do anything. I have my teaching degree. I, the way I got a head start in this job is I've been a Disney geek my entire life. I came, I've told this story before. I came in 1971. It changed my life. And I've read everything I could get my hands on. I've paid attention. I've researched things before there was an internet. I subscribed to the Orlando newspaper so I could be kept uh, informed of what was happening in the Orlando area. There's a Orlando magazine. It's not worth the money. Don't subscribe. But I used to subscribe to that just so I could find any little piece of information about Disney World. So it's not something that they taught me in school. I mean, obviously they taught me, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, but nothing to do with the job I'm doing now. That's all stuff I've taught myself. Well, I mean, yeah, we have a, we have a few... Uh degreed people here at the at the round table um i know john has his degree in chemistry kevin your degree is in teaching elementary education elementary education Corey has his degree in uh, graphic design graphic design uh mrs martin has her degree i'm a liberal arts i couldn't decide what i want to be <laughs> <laughs> now bob are you uh are you a college grant no i i did go to college for engineering and uh but that's where i learned some of the stuff from Gathering information and stuff. That's like how we that. learned to build cart cam. Cart cam. And, and <laughs> okay, now if, 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 truth, if truth truth be told, I am a high school dropout. So, I um, I, I dropped out in the. I, w- I was an interesting kid, um, and I, I dropped out in the eleventh grade. Got my equivalency diploma. Tried doing community college, but I was always interested in computers. I had been. My parents had bought me a, my first computer when I was like fifteen, and uh, I taught myself on that and just you know always kind of taught myself and when i did try going to school for it this is going to sound really pompous but i knew more about what i was doing than the guy who was teaching me so i'm like why do i need to be here let me get out into the workforce and start making some money with this and you know that's kind of always been i don't i do not suggest that i do not at all suggest that i got really 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 lucky um but because right now i'll tell you um especially these days Having that four-year degree is what it doesn't matter what it's in, but showing that you have that four-year degree that you went through and you stuck it stuck it out and graduated college makes a big difference to a lot of employers these days. And if it took you more than four years, don't feel bad. Yeah. It took me more than four. Took me yeah, but you were doing it part time too. You had you know life got in the way. I mean, you had but I have to say, I think that my my two minors helped me because the marketing minor helped because just doing so many projects and speeches and things like that. That when I came on with you guys, that I wasn't uncomfortable talking or you know even being in front of the six of you is no big deal but knowing that there are hundreds or thousands of people that listen to us yeah, it thousands. could be frightening you know mm-hmm. but it's no big deal i feel like i'm you know in my living the other room. thing i think school teaches you is it teaches you to deal with all the other things in life mm-hmm. whether or not you use what you supposedly studied the major 
just going through the, the process of that teaches mm-hmm. you how to deal with everything else. I mean, if you're looking for suggestions in, you know, particular uh, course tracks that you could sign up for, especially in college, in particular in college, um, to prepare you for work in any avenue of tourism, you want to go into hospitality. Yep. And we um, have the Rosen College. The Rosen College of Hospitality. Um, I have a lot of friends. At UCF mm-hmm. is uh, considered one of the best hospitality schools, one of the hospitality programs uh, in the country. So You, you can know. also do the college program, and that can turn into an advanced internship. Yeah, you know. yeah, the college that program. For your sister the thing about college program now is when, when I did it, 97 and 98, the, uh, you can come just for the summer, but now college kids have to take a semester off. You do it from May all the way through December. Oh. Yeah. Don't you still get course well, credits a, for it? I have a friend who's, Some at, colleges who's do. doing a summer thing right now. I don't know why, how she's doing that. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know Anna. I think the thing is, there's really no way to prepare for exactly what we do. No. no. None of us this prepared happened. for this. Right. And and also we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of learning on the job. I mean, you know, this podcast is a classic classic example of that. None of us had any experience whatsoever in uh, you know sitting behind a mic doing something like this. This was all brand new for us a year ago when we started. And you know what fuels us is our passion for this. And you know when you have a passion for something, you get very inventive and very creative in ways to uh, express that passion, share it with other people. Um, and you know the site, the site, everything. This podcast is all just an absolute, I think, textbook example uh, of that. Of you know, passion fueling people to learn new disciplines. I mean, you know, Corey when he came on w- was not exactly a, a, a master web designer. He was no, just I learning. Knew hardly anything about um, the internet. I had no. I had nothing. Pro- well, I mean, I, I, some of the jobs I had, you know, through my career before starting the Diz did prepare me for some of the work that we do now but uh nothing specifically nothing specific so and all mine was i did on my own i right. mean it was because of interest they say you should follow your bliss mm-hmm. whatever makes you happy and if you spend some time doing that hopefully you can turn doing into doing something that provides you with a an income and I, again none of us i don't i didn't go after this job i didn't know that it even existed and it just sort of I lucked into it, so. So I hope that answers your question. Thanks for asking. It's a good question. All right. Mr. Martin? I have one from Brandy. She doesn't say where she's from. Uh, My husband and I discovered the Adventures Club when we were at Walt Disney World for our honeymoon in 2002. It has easily become one of our favorite spots each time we are there. After my most recent visit, I started wondering about the cast members portraying the characters of the club. I recognize a few of the cast members as having been there for several years. I was wondering how many of these cast members rotate through the roles of the quirky club members, and do these cast members work elsewhere in the parks? Well, when this email came in, we actually went to Pleasure Island, and I I made sure to ask a lot of the the workers there. A lot of the workers, they're they're all, actually all the club members, they're on a year contract. Some some have been there since it opened in 1989. Um, They do rotate through um through other jobs i don't know about the characters as much i i would assume that they once they have their character that's their character they don't rotate to another character some people also some of them also work at the comedy club i actually recognized one guy who um who was one of the club members and he's actually also works at universal studios in the horror makeup show which so they some people do local commercials here in orlando but i'm sure all the other roles they do play whether it be for Disney or not Disney, it's 
has to do with entertainment. Right. I do know I was in one of the clubs one, or in the Adventurers Club one night, and one of the guys that was in there who I had also seen at the Comedy Warehouse portrays one of the male member of the couple that you always see in Dino Land, Hector and Harriet. Oh, yeah. I don't know what their I'll names are. I'll let you mention are. it, yeah. But, Chester um, and Hester. Chester and Hester. Yes, because it's their store. It's Chester and Hester's store. Right. So I do know that in, when you're once you're in the Disney Entertainment, that you can cycle through. Hmm. So, pretty yeah. neat. Cool. Cool. Mrs. Martin. My second email is from Aaron, our friend in North Carolina, and he wants to know what we think of the top ten most extreme rides at Walt Disney World. Uh, he and his friend Jessica want to know this. So. Kevin and Corey and I kind of made up a list really quick. This is in no particular order. Uh, Mission Space, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Expedition Everest, Star Tours, Body Wars, Space Mountain, The Teacups, for those of you who get a little queasy, Dinosaur, and Primeval World. I added that one because I don't like that ride. It's a little too rough. I have one. That's going to be more than 10, Bob. Sorry. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Bob? Cut cam. Car cam. Card cam at 600 miles an hour going yes. between. Uh, but those are those are our top ten. If you agree or disagree, let us know what you think. You know what I'm going to do tonight, too? Just because they all love card cam so much. I've got that uh, that segment of you going around uh, the oh, Epcot resorts. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to throw that up, too, today. You going to put it in slow motion? <laughs> should I? Four should I do it? Should I do it fast? Should I do it, like, speedy? Or should no, I just do, do it, it normal speedy. speed? Do it speedy. Same same music. Should we keep that music now? Yes. Is that? Uh, mm-hmm. I like. Well, when we go to the park, though, I like the James Bond music. Well, that's the intro. The yeah. intro is the James Bond music. I like that. But yeah, that was a good intro. In I like that, that intro. <laughs> um, I especially like you showing leg. Yeah, you know that's why I use that. that I have some. Clip. I have to email you some uh, of the specifics of the cut. How fast it'll go and all the other stuff. We have to put the well. We should just get the uh, the schematic. Yeah, just put the schematic of the car that people can build their own. Yeah, you know how when you do like a race car game, like the car spins, it like shows you all the way around what it looks like. You could like change the I'm, color I'm of the car. Trying cart, to find a place, Bob's, Bob's, <laughs> Bob's son Brian, who's going to school for a video game design, actually suggested coming up with a flash game, uh, a flash based game, uh, based on the cart. I thought that would be pretty cool. Yeah. So. That was your leg? I thought that was a leg of the pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Banging over the, the dirty, hairy leg? Yeah. <laughs> that was my hairy leg. <laughs> that white leg. The chicken leg. So, yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you, Mr. M- Mr. Martin. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Mrs. Martin. You're welcome. Bobby, what do you got? I have one from Mandy from Michigan. And she says, hi, guys and gal. Um, I have a question. I know all of you moved down here to be closer to Disney for one reason or another. But have any of you lost the magic by being so close? I know that uh, when something is in your backyard, it can lose its excitement. How do each of you keep the magic from getting old? I have to say, I haven't lost the magic. I mean, I think the Diz kind of helps me keep the magic Mm -hmm. and just doing my job helps me keep the magic i mean every time i go through the down uh, world showcase and i go over you know through the uh the archway there that says disney world it's like this is cool you know is this where you wrap your family up 
Isn't that where they were wrapped up in singing? Yeah, they M I C K Y. Oh, you know, Brian, you know, uh Brian and his uh, girl, Bob's son and his girlfriend Monique tend like to uh hang out with me on uh Monday evenings when I edit the show. They like to listen to the unedited version of the show. And and last week you had talked about um how you tried to get the family to go with you to um Kennedy to Kennedy Space Center to watch a, a launch. Yeah. What Bob neglected to tell us was that the launch was at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that he, it's so Brian's, Brian's listening to it last week, and he's like, uh, you know what he's what he's not mentioning is that it was like the middle of the night that he's trying to wake us up to get us to go out to Kennedy Space Center. We're like, no, we're not going. <laughs> okay, so I left the detail <laughs> too well. God. We Details. almost, I almost brought Brian in in here last week into the into the podcast room to record something that I was just going to throw in there, like as Bob was talking, like just an interruption. But I did. And Brian's had some rememberable experiences. Uh, rememberable, rememberable. <laughs> I like that one. We He'll definitely make one. a T-shirt we, like that. We have a, we have a we have an, another Bobism that has been born. Rememberable, rememberable. experiences. From Strategery. I mean, he, he's been out there on, on the wakeboard and on the back of a tube, on the back of a boat, and I've had the guy do a, a, a whip on the back out on Bay Lake. and he's going To throw him on. into a building? No, it, it's like he's just on this rubber tube, and he, he was tubing, and then the guy says, watch this, and I said, what? He says, see how fast I can get him going. And you haven't lived until you've had a, the boat driver do a 180 and all of a sudden you're on the end of a whip and he's going along and you can see his face just kind of freeze and he knows he's really screwed. Those are some nice rememories, Bob. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good memory for me. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, he, we're all warm and fuzzy. When he, when, when he did the face plant in the, in the lake. I see a new but, segment, The Son of Bob Speaks. The Son of Bob Speaks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, no, we, we refer to him yeah. as Bob Spawn. Yeah, but again, you know, going back to the yeah. the email, I, boy, we, we went off went off on a tangent. Yeah, because I'm losing my magic as we <laughs> speak. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually lost it a little bit when I was working at Blizzard, mainly because I, uh, you know, I didn't really didn't feel like I was really working at Disney because there was no there wasn't Mickey Mouse there, there wasn't any of the characters. We had Ice Gator and. And a lot of the, we spent a lot of our time correcting guests. No, you can't do this. No, you have to do this. And you, it's raining. Get under that shelter. And it was a lot. It wasn't wasn't very magical. Yeah. So, it I regained it here. I don't think I've lost the magic. I think I just have a deeper appreciation of the details. I don't go to Disney the way I used to. I mean, I don't get up in the morning and go and stay until the park closes and they're like dragging me out by my fingernails, you know. I go for a couple of hours here and there, and I think it's just a deeper appreciation of the fine details that you get to see after spending so much time in the park. So I think it's just a different level of magic it, for me. It's also, I mean, if I'm going to be if I'm going to be 100% honest, um it has changed for me. It has changed for me moving down here. Um, I think more of it, I, I think it has less to do with me living here and that it's in my backyard than it is from the standpoint that as we developed Dreams Unlimited Travel, we had a business relationship with Disney, and that was a new experience for me. Um, and working with Disney, and I'm not being disparaging at all, but working with Disney is a very different experience than being their guest. 
And so I, I just got a much more, you know, I, when I moved down here, I was kind of like, you know, stars in my eyes about Disney. Ooh, Disney, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And over the course of the last 10 years, I've, I've gotten a chance to see it in a more balanced perspective. And that was what I was hoping, I hoped to bring to the podcast, was a more balanced perspective of Disney rather than just everything is wonderful at Disney World. Because it's not all the time. I mean, for the most part, it's really good, but it has its moments. And um, for me, the closest thing, what, what's really, if anything's brought back the magic of it, and I, this is going to sound self-serving and corny, the truth of the matter is this podcast mm. that it's really reengaged me in a lot of the things that go on at Disney World on a regular basis. Things I may not pay attention to because my work has me off doing other things and focusing on other things. And it's, I think the podcast probably has done a lot more to bring back some of that original magic that I had before I moved down here, as opposed to you know, I like I said I love it. I just love it in a different way now. I don't love it the same way I did when I was living in New Jersey and traveling here on vacation and didn't have a site to update. And, you know. Well, that's the difference. I mean, you know, when you're here on vacation, the whole day is yours. When you're here and you live here, I mean, there's still laundry to be done. There's right. still a dog to walk. There's still grass to be cut. You know grass what I mean? Cut, it's yeah. that kind of, there's still that thing in the back of your mind that I still have to have life down here. Mm. So I think it's just, a, it's a different level of appreciation. Of right. It. My, but my experience is similar to Corey's. Um, my first year as a cast member was tremendous. I loved it. Um, because of my job, I get to go in a lot of the backstage areas and see a lot of what was behind the scenes. After a year of that, I realized I didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was cool initially, but then it really started to lose the magic of the resort for me. Yeah. And so, you know, it was kind of like, well, this it, it's losing its wonder and how does this happen? I know how this happens now. And it's sort of, you know, seeing the garbage being taken out every day. You, kind know, of loses. you don't want to see Cinderella smoking a cigarette. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> delete, 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 delete. And delete. then, you know, you come... You, Luckily enough, you know, uh, Dreams Unlimited sort of restored that magic for me. I had a different uh, perception of that than you did, Pete, in that it wasn't, um, it, again, it was a job and we were dealing with Disney on a different level, but it allowed me to enjoy Disney back on that uh, sort of being the guest. And I think I enjoyed being a guest more than I enjoyed being a cast mm -hmm. member. And it's like that old saying that they, that, you know, when God closes a door, he locks it from the outside. <laughs> oh that's terrible okay. <laughs> I came up with that joke this weekend That was funny And he has been writing me that he was going to get it in the podcast I'm before say, I was. I'm going to say it before you do And I was literally threatened with bodily harm this <laughs> Another t-shirt <laughs> Closes the door He locks it from the outside You are just twisted You know I just want to say, I don't think that I had the magic when we first moved here. I really didn't care to go to Disney World. Once he first started working for you, Peter, I was like, you go ahead. I'll be at home with our dog. You know, at the time we only had one. And then uh, it wasn't until last year for me because Disneyland. that trip to Disneyland, like I've said a hundred times, that's when it really got to me, I think, because living here, like Kevin said, you know, you have all those other things going on, like laundry sitting at home for me. I need to clean my house, you know. It's not all magical. <laughs> What's weird, though, is I think you and I, Kevin, are able to separate that. When we go to Disney, we're able to enjoy Disney when we're there. You don't go there and think, yeah. oh, I've got all these things. I have oh, to no, home. not at all. But, but the other thing is, we I'm don't go. We don't go. You know how people talk about going commando? Mm -hmm. One of the things that you and I do is we search out 
the road less traveled, not to sound corny, but we always say to ourselves, let's go see if we can do something we haven't done before. Or let's you seek look. out therapy? <laughs> <laughs> we seek out cheap, cheap pop psychology. I'm really worried about is he's going commando to the parks. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin goes commando. It's... I think what we do is we look for the the, the hidden things, right. the, the less mm-hmm. obvious things, and try and make sure that in every trip, we we do something like that. There's also the 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 best part of it is being able to enjoy it on a different level when people come to visit. My mm-hmm. nephews are here this week, and going back to that, I want to make sure they see everything. Yeah. So let's go crazy and make sure I get them on the rides and get them on. Well, one of the, the things right that they think is really cool is that when we get fast passes. We don't need to ride the rides. We can ride them next week when you go home. So what we do is we get an extra set of fast passes for them by using our passes. And then once they get off, they find out all of a sudden, oh, we can go again. Yeah. So you see the light in their eyes in a different way. So it's really fun. And watching them enjoy the park and them... Being sparked with the magic is always how old are How old are Matthew and Christopher these days? 16 and 13. Oh, my Lord. And they look 26 and 21. They do. Really? They yeah, do. they're men. I'm getting ready for the same thing next week. My sister will be here. She's 10, though. And so. I'm getting ready at the end of July. Uh, I have uh, Gavin and... Uh, Mason. No, Mason coming down. The grandchildren are coming <laughs> down. <laughs> to help him remember their names. <laughs> Gavin and the other one. <laughs> and Mason. No. Yeah, gravel and yeah, Matrix so are they're coming. coming down. So I'm going to be looking at Disney again through the, uh, through the eyes no, of the little always, ones. I mean, you always do. I, mean, I always do. Yeah. You know, and I try, you know, that's the thing with me. With the boards and, you know, with taking photographs of the parks and things i get to show people what's actually going on down here and you know i try you know when i'm in the parks to to convey that to people and Mm -hmm. i i think it's really important and you know i really have a important job and in life, to you like spreading the magic. Bob. I love spreading the magic. Yeah, he really does. That's not a. That's and not hyperbole. He a really day knows. in the park is a better day than any place else. Mm-hmm. Kevin, and Kevin really goes out. I say this. He goes out of his way to make sure strangers have a good time. He I try. Always yeah. offers to take their pictures. Oh, yeah. He always offers yeah, them. Of course, the same way. I love with the taking people's pictures. If he has a fast pass that he isn't using, he'll go. Over I tell to him I'll take the picture and, and steal that camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut and their he, heads off. He, yeah. take, he says I'll take your picture and then takes a picture of himself. Jeez. Don't you rather see me? And I think all of us do that. If you see somebody with one picture, person out of the picture, you want to get them into the picture. I, yeah. I can't think of how many times I've, I've they taken They tell you that cameras. when you're a cast member. They say, if you see a guest and you know the dad's taking a picture of the mom and two kids, go off and take their photo. I'm, I'm doing what I wanted to do as a cast member yep. as a guest. Yep. I still point with two fingers. These are things I wanted to do as a cast member, be able to interact with people and give them a better experience. We were on the monorail the other night and there was a little girl across from me and she was having a meltdown and the mother was not reacting well to her meltdown, which made the meltdown worse. And then it just, the whole scene had me sad. It was just a cycle of the little girl was sad. The mother was yelling at her. The little girl was sadder. And I found that just simply distracting her. I took the, it's, <laughs> it's silly, but I took the flashlight on my keychain and I shined it on her shoes. A blue man thing? No, just a little oh. flashlight that I have. And it, all I, was, I was on the other seat. I was away from her and I just shined it on her shoes. And all of a sudden, that was a completely different way to, for her to focus. Mm-hmm. And it was, she started laughing and the mother lightened up. And to me, I thought to myself, you know what? 
we talk about the fact that this is the happiest place on earth. Disney World can be stressful. Yeah, it's very, very stressful. It's it's hot. It's crowded. It's expensive, and everybody is trying to make sure that their loved ones are having the best time in the world. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely and, whether you want to or not. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm dragging you all through the parks. So I just think it's uh, what I try and do is I try and make those little things seem less burdensome. Well, we got a lot of discussion out of that question. Yeah, it was a short, short, it's a good question, though. Yeah, so that's, it's something I think a lot of people that think about moving to Orlando ask themselves and worry um, about. I think they actually yeah. have a real and worry, with, and with and with good reason. I mean, it does happen. It does. Yeah, happen. it's not magical living here. It's like living anyplace else, only hotter. Yeah. But we do have some really cool stuff that we get to do whenever we want. That's yeah. true. But you still have to have a job, and you still have to have all the responsibilities. And I, and I will say that the quality of life in Central Florida I consider to be very good. Oh, it's yeah. a yeah, really good place to live. I, I really, really think I, you know, personally, I feel like I chose a really good place to I live. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move from here. It's the yeah. sunshine state. I would. If I was to move from here, it would be uh, San Diego. Oh, yeah. Def- yeah. San Diego. Definitely still southern. Yeah, we're only going so. more south. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, final email this week from Anne. Uh, oh, excuse me, Anne in Edinburgh, Scotland. I was just watching Braveheart the other day. Hi. <laughs> what is that all about? I don't, I don't think she was in it. personal friends with Braveheart. Are you I having saw, a flashback? I, I just saw Edinburgh and just, you it's know. Like, wow. Read it with a Scottish accent. Uh, no, that I can't do. Uh, my question is that my family and I are traveling to Walt Disney World on the 28th of June. Oh, we're just going to make it uh, for this podcast for two weeks, staying at Port Orleans French Quarter. We have been before, but never at this time of the year. Um, as we are going to be in Epcot on the 4th of July, we wanted to see the special Magic Kingdom fireworks on the 3rd. Uh, we intend to go over after our evening meal on the 3rd to spend the evening in the Magic Kingdom and enjoy the fireworks. Are we likely to get into the Magic Kingdom on the 3rd at this time, or is it likely the park will have stopped letting people in? Uh, we, w- we really want to see the fireworks, but don't want to spend all, all day there that day. Well, you know, this is, a, this is, is what I would refer to as a crapshoot. Um, I can guarantee you on the 4th of July, whatever park you want to be in, be in it uh, relatively early. It's, uh, 4th of July is not as bad as, let's say, Easter or Christmas or New, or New Year's, 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 Year's Eve, mm-hmm. but it can still get bad. And it is not uncommon for the parks to stop letting people in. Now, if you, as a Disney Resort guest, you are guaranteed a- entrance to a theme park. Um, at any time, you will never be turned. You, you you won't. You may be turned away from the Magic Kingdom, but they'll say to you, you can go into a- Animal Kingdom. But as a Disney Resort guest, you're guaranteed access to at least one of the parks. It may not be the park you want to be in. Epcot's going to also offer you the least crush. Epcot absorbs the most people, and you'll yeah. find that you mm-hmm. won't feel as packed as you will at the Magic Kingdom. I, I think your best bet on the fourth, or on on the third, for the Magic Kingdom. Uh, fireworks is going to be to if if you don't want to spend the entire day there, get there around four o'clock, um, yeah, and between four and six between four and six when people are leaving the park to start you know to go back to their hotel rooms and you know take a nap go to the pool. That's um, again I can't get my well, tip in. So okay. I, I would suggest between four and six in the afternoon, and. If the park is at capacity that day, it's probably not going to be at capacity at that time. It gives you a good shot to get in, and then you just hang out for the, for the fireworks. That would be my suggestion if you didn't want to spend the entire day there. Uh, Epcot uh, for the 4th, my suggestion, get there 
uh, fairly early in the day and make a plan on spending the entire day at Epcot if you want to see the fireworks that night. And give yourself a good give yourself a good give yourself a good couple hours to scope out the spot you want for fireworks. It's going that that those spots are going to go fast. I, I that would be my suggestion. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt before, but bring a change of clothes for everybody, a uh, fresh pair of socks and uh, a new shirt and a pair of pants just to change into uh, because if you're going to be in the park all day, uh, you want change, you know, and not be in the same stuff. Uh, you want to avoid blisters. That helps by changing your socks. So rent a locker, put all your stuff in it, and, and then go and do your stuff and, and just take it easy. My my advice for the third is if you're only there interested to see those fireworks, maybe don't go to the Magic Kingdom. Maybe go to one of the go to the Poly or somebody or else. Or the Grand Floridian. Or the Grand and I don't know. I think those 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 three hundred and sixty degree fireworks they do on the fourth of July are really best experienced on Main Street. They are very cool, but if you can't get in and if that's all you want to go there for go sit, yeah, just go yeah. sit on the beach over at the Grand or the Poly. Now, um some of the fireworks will actually go off from Discovery Island. For the fire for Fourth of July show, so that's you, right. You, you, I don't mean to have be have a um, you know a firm grasp of the obvious here, but we've said it a hundred times. Something that we've learned in the last just the last couple of days, we can't stress the importance enough of drinking enough water. Oh yeah, please do. It, it's and it's very very easy to lose track of that. Um, just in the last couple of days, some of the people visiting are suffering at night from leg cramps yep. and yep. just tired, logy feelings. And the just, first day it was, oh, I drink soda, I'm okay, or I drink iced tea and I'm okay. No, nope. it's got to be water. It's got to be water. Gotta be water gotta and be it has clear. to be pretty much constantly. Clear the liquids. Weather, right. The weather here is very, very, very warm at this time. Or something that has electrolytes in it that will Gatorade will do the same thing. You know, watch your salt intake, too. You might want to get and a... your caffeine. You might want to get a, a McDonald's French fry and put some salt on it or a pretzel just to get some salt in you because you're going to use up a lot of that in touring around during the day. That's my only tip. Okay. Well, Anne, I hope that, uh, I hope that helps. I hope you hear this in time for your, uh, for your vacation since you're going to be leaving just a couple of days uh, after this goes up. But uh, that is going to do it for us this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed our, uh, our, email, our email show. And uh, also, just in case uh, you're not aware of it, we're also putting up our Universal Orlando show uh, this week for, for July. So uh, by all means, be sure to check that out. And that's going to do it for us here this week. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. You have a great week.